0: Ladies and gentlemen, the questions you've all been asking are now being answered. Welcome to another edition of It's All About Who You Know, the podcast where influential people talk big topics in sports, faith, and more. Your host is a former Oregon State wrestler, he has a 4.9 star Uber rating, and is currently undefeated in his MMA career. Here is Christian Robertson. Hey guys, thank you again for being here Um, Welcome back to It's All About Who You Know Happy Monday, by the way Um, Man, it's a great time to be alive I know there's a lot going on in the world right now I know um, there's a lot of divisiveness going on I would just encourage you guys It's not the end of the world It's not, you know, the be-all to end-all I would encourage you guys, and Gus and I talk about it be kind to one another, change things in your heart, let God come in and change your heart and then go out and change the world um, you know these are they're scary times, but it's an amazing opportunity to to be the light of the world as Christians we're called to be the light of the world and so it's an amazing opportunity to go to go and do that to go and be the change that you want to see in the world so there's a lot of things going on that are um that are not helping the situation; they're hurting it. And um, I would just, just my prayer that um, that my listeners and the people that uh, are involved in my life would uh, would be the difference. Would be, sorry, excuse me. Would be making the hard decisions to uh, to turn the other cheek and to um, to live in a different way. And this is something you know that I got to do. This is something that I got to. Um, hold myself to you know there's a lot of hypocrisy in my own heart and my own self today I was even praying just you know trying to figure it out you know I I complain a lot but you know yesterday I realized I'm complaining more than I'm praying you know I'm complaining about certain individuals and griping about certain individuals more than I've actually spent time with God about them and in doing so God revealed some things in my heart that are uh, that are faulty so uh, I'm definitely not perfect definitely don't claim to be perfect I haven't said everything right in my life. I probably didn't say everything right in this podcast, but uh, I'm trying, I'm moving, and I think uh, we need to have conversations. I think we need to decide what ideas are good, what ideas are bad, Um, and we uh, we need to evaluate those. I think the biggest thing to realize is a lot of us are on the same team. Most of us are on the same team. Most of us want racial equality. Most of us want to be safe. Most of us want to be protected. Most of us want um, equal treatment, fair treatment for everybody. It's just the means to getting there. And so that's the conversation. When you find people that don't have those goals, when you find people that that are racist and don't want racial equality, that's a little different story. But when you're fighting amongst each other because you can't have a conversation as to whether or not how something should be done, you can't stand not getting offended, that's a problem. That's a problem when we can't have conversation because somebody has a different means as to how we get from point A to point B. They may be wrong. They may be right. Hear them out. Listen to them. Be calm. Be slow to anger. And um, and just have the conversation. And and maybe you know, you know the Bible talks about you know don't cast pearls among swine. There's going to be some people. That are just not want- willing to have the conversation. There's going to be some people that are not willing to grow. They're not willing to change. They're not willing to be wrong. They just want to react. Don't even converse with those people about it. Just say, I, this is an unfruitful conversation. This is not getting anywhere. I would like to go and leave them at that. And then maybe at some point they'll come back. But when somebody's not being calm, you know, it's very hard to, to stay calm yourself. So... um, but i would just encourage you if you got two people that agree on the same goals just a different means to getting there try to work it out try to work it out try to have that conversation don't demonize people because they uh, they have a different way of getting there you know unless their way of getting there is just completely outrageous there's some ideas that i'm like this come on this is the most outrageous thing like i like we talked about i think defunding the police is the most ridiculous thing plus I think 80% of taxes are paid by 10% of people and taxes pay for police salaries so I mean the top 10% are probably not going to be advocating to get rid of police force so that's probably not an idea that's going to happen um, I disagree with that idea I will, I will. I will debate that idea I could be wrong I could be wrong I don't think I am but I could be I'm willing to admit I could be wrong. And if somebody has better evidence, I will hear them out. And I think that's what everybody needs to do. That's just my opinion. Um, I appreciate you guys being here. As you know, if you've listened before, we don't run any ads. Um, we don't have any big sponsors currently. And uh, the way this show grows is by word of mouth and by advertising, so I would appreciate it if you guys would, uh, would share this, if somebody needs to hear this. Um, the podcast cut out a little bit short today, uh, some technical difficulties, so some of our conversation didn't get finished. But I think we ended in a good place, so it's good. But um, yeah, I appreciate you guys being here. What's up, guy? <laughs> I freaking hate you so much. What did I do? What do you mean? What did you do? Do I even need to answer that question? I'm just living my best life, man. You know, leave me alone. I'm so sorry for you. Know. you. No, you love it. What's up, buddy?
1: Oh, not much, man. Just hanging out.
0: What did I say? What did I text you? I said, have it situated. Have your headphones ready. Golly. Yeah, situated. Look, we're oh, here.
1: What, we're doing what it, it. What we're do you mean we're here? Freaking the podcast has started. Yeah, what, we're here. I'm, we're, I'm ready. What What are you sipping on? A cup of my business tea or what? <laughs> cup of joe baby oh yeah oh you drink coffee you're a coffee guy now I know <sighs> that. oh my gosh oh my gosh dude that is like probably the ugliest hat i've ever seen oh dude. yeah check this That's out so ugly. whatever you guys
0: do don't go buy these hats
1: yeah what brand is that Finissy? finesse Finissy? something like that
0: fine nice. i don't know
1: it's, um, <laughs> it's got a little it's got a little uh is it a peacock up there on top. I, I don't know,
0: man. I know. Right, man. I know, I know. I'm peacock or an, right now. Look at this. Or an ostr- uh, you
1: No, you're more of like an ostrich.
0: You know, I have a real short wingspan. My my reach is only seventy four inches. I have narrow yeah. shoulders. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I, I need to go remeasure. Maybe I got a bad measurement or something Maybe it was a wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> got to be the measurement, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I always happens. tell I
1: tell myself that all the time.
0: Listen here, jerk. About other things. But it's, it's Uh, I, you know, I I have a couple talking points I want to get to today. Um, Some of them race related. Hopefully we don't get to those. (laughs) Yeah, I'm already bored. Bro, it's just getting, oh, it's like, if you say something, you're racist. If you don't say something, you're racist. Like, there's no way to win. So the best thing to do is just say what's true. And if people don't like it, people aren't going to like it. But I'm going to say it. You know me. I'm always going to speak what's true. I actually I don't really want. I talked about it in my last podcast, and I really I don't really care to uh, to get into too much race stuff today, just because it's it's getting old, and we're white. We're not allowed to talk about it.
1: Yeah, I think it's just you know just be nice to people. You know, like yeah, me my philosophy is just <clears throat> hey, just be nice to people that you see every day. You know, strangers, everything. Just be a good person. You know, just be nice and you know if they don't like it if they don't want you to be nice to them well then that's their problem you know yeah. i'm going to try to be nice to you because yeah cuz i like to be nice to people i like to be nice to folks
0: yeah uh, yeah no i i agree man like just you know try to the bottom line we i mean i there's a few things i want to i want to say but like it's just it's getting old man like you know i think i think you know i'm i'm in portland i'm like in the heart of portland like last night or two nights ago I was driving and I just see a wall, like a blockade of tear gas, like just a big smoke screen. And, you know, I've picked up some of the protesters and I, I have no problem with people exercising their right to protest. That's in the, like the constitution, like we have the right to do that. I have zero problem with it. There's just like a lot of, one, I have a problem with rioting. I have a problem with the looting that doesn't go to serve your cause in any way, shape or form. And then I also have a problem like with the hypocrisy that comes with it, like, the same people that got mad at me because I went to a protest um, because I was against the shutdown, which was like, you know, it, it's kind of like a left versus right thing with the shutdown, it seemed, are the same people like protesting and advocating for protesting now. And I like I said, I have no problem with it now. It's just, it doesn't make sense when you had a problem with me doing it five weeks ago, you know, because it mm-hmm. didn't fit your agenda. And so, um, it, yeah, it just, It's like you know just be consistent Mm. and i've also lost a lot of respect for people this last week that i've seen stand up for this again i have no problem that i have no problem people standing up for it i think it's a legitimate issue if police are being brutal i think you know we definitely if people are you know being uh discriminated against um you know, we definitely need to stand up against that. That's wrong. Like, and I've been the guy in the, you know, the locker room or the room, like, that if somebody says something like behind closed doors, I'm like, hey, you know, like, let's maybe, you know, not make those jokes or let's maybe not think or like, let's think a different way, you know? But I have a problem with people that are standing up now that because it's popular that won't stand up for social issues that aren't popular mm-hmm. that they believe like wholeheartedly. Like, I know a lot of Christians. You know, believe abortion is murder But they won't say anything about it Because, you know, it's too controversial But they're, you know, in these marches right now And it's just like, I I don't think that you're going to be the person That's going to help change this Because you're not the person that's willing to, you know To take the backlash or take the heat When it is an issue that you believe in That isn't popular Does that make sense? Mm-hmm,
1: that makes sense
0: So yeah. Uh,
1: I think, like me personally, you know, I'm, I just, I just plead ignorance a lot of the times because there's so much, I feel like overwhelmed with information nowadays. I get so much information from so many different types of things. Everyone's just constantly like, if I go on my phone, on Instagram or, or whatever, or on the news and like, I'm constantly getting all this information and I don't, I don't know, you know, what to do most of the times. And You know, a lot of people always want, you know, they want your opinion and they want and they want you to be very passionate about something. And I get that. Like, I like passion. I like all these things. Me, I just want to I want to sit and I want to listen. I want to observe. And I don't want to and I don't want to speak when I could be wrong. You know, I'll you know, I'll be the first to tell most people that I'm ignorant on a lot of things. I don't know. Uh, But like I said, my my approach, you know, is usually just it's just one like is, is never underestimating the, the, the idea of simple acts of kindness,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, just being, just being, like I said, just being nice to folks. Like that should yeah. be like a slogan for next year. It Hey, just be nice. Just be nice to people as much as you can, you treat, know,
0: treat people the way you want to be treated. Like it goes back to yeah. that and it, mm-hmm. it somehow gets lost. Like, like profiling, like, like if you're, if you're a, a police officer and you think that. You know, every black person is a criminal, or you have like a profile in your head. Like, you need to change that. Like, you need to change that. If you're somebody that thinks all cops are bastards, like that's a you know in Portland, like the the A B A C, or or is it A, no A C A B, sorry. Um, like it's written all over. Like people, that's wrong, and like that's the issue. Like that's that's a huge issue. Like if you you have to, you can't expect somebody to hold a higher standard that you don't even hold yourself, and it goes both ways. Mm. Like, you yeah. can't, you know, you can't be saying, oh, don't profile me. All cops are bastards. Like, that's not true at all. Yeah. Or
1: like, yeah. Well, the thing is, is, is too, is like, it's like, okay, well, let's, you know, I, I would like to sit down with somebody. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's like what's the question? Okay. So are we going to get rid of all police? Do we think that police are unnecessary? Well, okay. We sit there and like, okay, what would the world, what would America look like if there was no police anymore?
0: Yeah. And you
1: kind of sit there and be like, okay, well, we can't do that. We just can't. We can't have, we just, we got like, we cannot get rid of the police. Okay. okay? So, it's just, it's, so it's not something saying, that we can't yeah. do that. So if we can't get rid of the police, then what do we do? Yeah. Okay. We can't get rid of them. Okay. So that we know that they're necessary. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, like if, if somebody breaks in your house and you're anti gun, uh, what are you going to do? That's another thing. Too. That's you another know, thing too
0: is like I feel like and I, you know, actually I do know this because it, I I have like personal relations with people that I know are this way. there, it like and it, this has happened multiple times. And the same with the with the um the protesting thing. I did get flack for the protest that I went to a few weeks back. And I know personally some of the people that gave me that flack are protesting now. So apparently the shutdown is over. Apparently COVID-19 is you know no longer in effect. Again, I just have a problem with, I, I have no problem with the, the protesting. I just have a problem with, you know, if it doesn't fit your agenda, if it doesn't fit what you believe, that you have a problem with it. Because somehow, you know, the effectiveness of COVID-19 has gone out the window because there's something a lot of people want to protest. Um, But so, so the same people I know because I've seen it from those people that sent me messages or DMs or commented on my video, are also in the streets protesting, doing their thing. And so I also know of people that are, you know, anti-gun, no gun in the house, you know, police should be the only ones that have guns. And I know from firsthand experience with the relationships with these people that they're now saying defund the police. Police shouldn't be able to, you know, you know, have have guns or whatever. So it, it's just like, okay, that doesn't. Well, the whole consistent. defunding
1: the police deal is, um, I don't know exactly like what the, um, what's the word? I don't know how the, like how, where their funds go. I don't know what their account books look like. And I don't, maybe not deep. Uh, I'm reluctant to say something, speak about something I'm, that I'm not aware of, but my idea is like, okay. Are we going to defund? Yes, no, maybe. But like, let's let's put our funding somewhere else instead of getting them all this military equipment. Maybe like and making them like because it seems like I'm it, it. It makes me scared when my government like the police are militarized, mm. you know, and and they can like. Take out a whole armies and stuff. I think that's for the army and the national guard and stuff. But let me try to finish this thought. But I think yeah. maybe the funding should be redirected to somewhere else. Like, okay, like police have a challenging job, job because they have to deal with a lot of challenging situations all the time, and some are very traumatic, right? And that gives them, and that has the potential to make them hostile mm-hmm. and to make them. And so they what they need to do is equip them better with for mental health and make them go to counseling mm-hmm. and do and do all this because it seems like a lot of policemen are. Angry or mentally damaged from the things that they probably have to experience sure. which a lot of us don't even know You know, it's like because I've uh, I have friends that are cops my one of my wrestling coaches He was he was a cop for ten years and he would tell me stories You know, it's like you like you go you go to a crime scene where a child was just murdered and, and these horrible situations you go to a domestic abuse call and then people you know and, and then you have people yelling in your face because you're a cop and you're not the person that tells them what they can't, like what they can't do and and you're already disliked by a lot of people and then you go and do something and uh, it's it's not it's not, I'm not going to pretend like it's an easy job. I've never mm-hmm. really liked cops as much either growing up. It's just it was just you know, it's just how it is, but I mean but we have to understand the fact that it is a necessary job. There has yeah. to be somebody there that is that you can call. When you need help, yeah, you know, and that's and that's what a police, that's essentially what a police person is. I mean, maybe you can try Gosh, to retitle downstairs. it, rename it, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, But I think I think maybe Redirecting their funding instead Maybe so not so much on equipment and all these Fancy cars and all this stuff that they got Which I'm not for that I think maybe you should Redirect the funding into into counseling Into better training and things Like that that might take a little bit more funding What about like okay we're trying to solve the problem Not not go us versus them We're not trying to win a battle Against somebody else we're trying to win the battle Against a problem that keeps That seems to keep happening and so what's the best way to go about that. And I think most people get caught up in the us versus them mentality and as we've seen through history, that's what causes people to die. That's why people die in the millions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What if we did this? I just had a my last podcast, I don't know if you you saw it, but it was with um uh one of my friends, he's black and he's going to be a police officer. So I just felt like with the times like it was a great mm-hmm. opportunity to hear his perspective, hear his views and uh and just share it because You know, you and I, I feel like we can now, um, things have died down a little bit and I've already done that podcast. And also I've had time to pray. I've had time to talk to people and I've had time to process. Okay. What's the worst case scenario. If I go and talk about things, somebody's going to blow me up on my, my Instagram. I I don't really care. I've already, you know, I lose, you know, I gain and lose followers like Hydra, you know, I freaking, Mm. you know, one unfollows me, two more follow me. Like, it's just this, I don't care about that. Um, but what about what if we instead of instead of defunding them or putting I and I also want to talk about the military equipment, too, because somebody uh, enlightened me on what that means and what that entails. But what if we uh, what if we just paid them more? What if we paid? And I know what people think, why would we pay them more? Hear me out. What if we what if we incentivized police officers jobs? What if we gave them? A, a what if it became more than just a blue collar job what if it became a very high end because it is a hard job to do and i do think mm-hmm. police officers should be paid more but i think they should some of them should be more qualified to be a police officer you have to take one physical examination test and that's it you have to mm-hmm. do you have to do one pt test for the, your entire career good you don't have to reevaluate in a year you don't have to Requalify, recertify, whatever. You you do one test, you put on four hundred pounds, you're still a cop. I, now mm-hmm. that that could be not true. I don't know what the weight and height and all that stuff limits are. Maybe they do have some on that. I've person. seen
1: I've seen some fat cops. I guess it probably just depends on the precinct or whatever yeah, but, or what state yeah. you're in.
0: But what if what? And I agree with you. You know about the screening and all that stuff. But what if instead of militarizing them, um, which I don't really necessarily want to speak on but what if we made them more equipped to handle the equipment that they do have? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like what if, so what if cops got paid a hundred thousand dollars a year? So now there's no, there's, there's job security there. There's financial security. You're not worried about, you're not as necessarily worried about um, corruption, embezzlement, all that, because they're pretty set and they, and they can, you know, hold to a moral standard higher because they're not necessarily worried about, Oh, my family's not going to be fed. And a hundred thousand is different in San Francisco than it is in you know Missouri or wherever. Um, you know, you get higher quality of candidates. You know, you get people that you know graduate college or whatever. And it's like, hey, there's a you know a six figure job right there. So you get more candidates. You get higher quality. You get a different screening process that you get to do. And your your funding. So you know, let's say it goes towards that you get higher candidates and then let's, you know, let's, let's make them, you know, they have to, you know, be consistent in like a, a martial art, like a jujitsu or, or, um, some type of striking. So they're more confident not to use their firearm when they don't have to, because, you know, the worst thing that can happen is to get somebody that's not confident with their hands. That's not confident in, um, in subduing, a an individual or it doesn't even know, like, you know, with what we saw with, um, uh, with George Floyd, that officer probably doesn't know what it's like to have somebody, you know, put their knee on the back of his neck because he's probably never done any type of martial art or any wrestling or anything like that. So it, it's a lot harder to understand what's going on, what you're doing when you don't, when it's never been done to you. So maybe we, you know, force them to do that. And, you know, and it's not going to, you know, people are going to still want to be cops because there's a pay incentive and because it's a noble profession. I mean, let's just be honest. And so you do all that. And a gun becomes a last line of defense with a confident individual that's confident in their skill set as opposed to a first line of defense. Mm-hmm. So you can know every time an officer pulls their gun, hey, this was necessary because I know this guy's competent in a physical altercation. Mm-hmm. You know, so every, everybody, you know, not every, but, you know, most, uh, most chiefs or whatever, when they have to write paperwork or do something along those lines, they could say, hey. Uh, I'm confident in my guy and and when the body cams or whatever, when stuff comes out, um, you know we'll see what happens. but I'm confident that this individual only used his firearm when it was completely necessary because he's a confident person with his hands, his feet, you know his body is a weapon. Does that make sense?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. yeah, I think, yeah, I, that, think uh, yeah. I, w- I would yeah, try to keep more to grappling skills. Rather than striking, because then you're going to see a video of some guy hitting hitting the guy with the moy tiny. Yeah, we can't we can't have that either. You know, I think the gentle art of grappling, you know, be able to do somebody like you know, if you get if you got somebody that's that's trained and knows some like a guy that's been doing jujitsu for three months compared to a guy that's not been doing it at all. Night and day, you know, it's it's yeah, it's night and day. You'll be able to destroy that person and not actually hurt them. Yeah, you know, and. And they'll be more comfortable. And, you know, I think, you know, In term, when it comes to racism, I think it is a real thing and it does exist. And I'm not going to be like the person that act like it's blown out of proportion. And I think that there is institutional racism that has survived throughout the generations mm-hmm. uh, in terms of and I think that there was. Polit- I, this is my own personal belief or conspiracy, whatever you want to call it. I think it was real. I think it was people like Lyndon B. Johnson, you know, that re- that actually were actually kind of racist. Like he used he he's recorded using the N word with a hard hard R, like all the time, like all the time when he was in office. Like he was he was not. I don't think he was as much of a fan of of African Americans as we would like to believe. And also people like like Martin Luther King was assass when he was assassinated. There was a there was a court case in 1999, a public court case that found the U.S. government guilty of being directly involved in the assassination. So Martin Luther King was killed by our government. So, yes, our government was 100 percent racist. And you don't hear about that. Why? Uh, Why? Because the news doesn't want you to hear it. You know, like me, I was I was like, you know, this is the world. I was raised a conspiracy theorist like my dad. He's like, no, you do not. We don't trust them. We don't trust what they tell, what the news tells us, you know. And and one big reason for that is because the news, uh, all the, all, everything that you watch on TV, all the media outlets, all the movies that are ever made, or are made about by about five or six companies. That's it. And you can do the right. Like I remember I did the research a couple of years ago. I was like figure out I was, like, oh my gosh, like the amount of things that Disney owns, all the outlets that Disney owns is insane. And it's just, and so it's really about five or six companies that can control of whatever you like, whatever that we watch. Mm-hmm. you know, and it's really easy to control a narrative. So that's why I'm usually pretty dis, like not trusting of whatever I hear on just about anything. You know, I was like, how do I know I can believe this? How do I know I'm not to be some garbage? But I believe that, that there is an institutional racism. I think that there was policies implemented meant to destroy the African-American communities. And they took out their leaders, you know, and, and I think that they, they wanted to destroy their communities. And, um, they implemented certain policies, and mm-hmm. after that, uh, and after that, uh, they implemented certain policies, and after that, the uh, the the rate. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get my statistics wrong, but the 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 cases where the father was not in the household skyrocketed.
0: It was actually. Have you, these the, the Democrat, uh, the, have you seen that? Uh, the Democrat. Have you seen? I can't even remember the name. I heard about it. Uh, I've heard about it multiple times. I've done my research. I can't remember the name. Uh, you can go look look into this if you don't believe me. But the Democratic Party actually put a system in place that gave benefits to fathers that were not in the home. Yeah. Exactly. Have you Seen that? Yeah. And that's a and that's a generational thing because if you don't if you're living in a fatherless home you're most like you're more likely to be an absent mm-hmm. father.
1: Yeah, and I think that was intentional. I think
0: that I think uh the, the,
1: those guys were uh they were smart, not good people, but smart. I mean, you don't that's you know, there's no, you know, you don't have to be good or good you could be you good or make, bad. You can make the argument really
0: that Hitler was smart.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was. <laughs> he, was. he was obviously Hitler. He <laughs> yeah. was. I mean, you don't like you don't take over all of Europe without being kind of smart.
0: Okay? I would I would classify smart some not not just smart, but I would say one definition of smart could be an individual's ability to achieve a goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that, that is, that is a, a like yeah. an aspect of being smart. Yeah. And if, if your and it goal be is, an evil goal, it could yeah. be a
1: horrible wicked exactly. plan to destroy the world. And Hey, if you got it done, I mean, you can't deny you're smart.
0: Same with, but, same with like effectiveness. Like if you're an effective yeah. leader, that doesn't mean you're a good leader, but he was an effective mm-hmm. leader because he yeah. was going towards his goal.
1: And I think, I think that, those people that implemented those policies, people that we're talking about, I with this institutional institutional racism, I think the last thing that they wanted to see was a strong and independent black man mm. that was able to take care of himself, take care of his family, and not be able not be dependent on the government. I yeah. think that's the last thing they wanted to see a black man that's able to articulate himself and, and and get the job done and take care of everything, take care of things that needs to be done and that's effective. You know, uh, you can say what you want about Malcolm X, but I did some research on him and man, you know, I mean, I don't agree with everything that he said, but he was the way he carried himself and lived his life and how articulate he was and how he spoke was, I mean, I could see why that they were afraid of him, you know, and, and, and I mean, think about it too, slaves back in the day, it was illegal for them to learn how to read. Why do we think that is? Because they know that knowledge is power. If they got smart, they know if they got smart. Then they would be in big trouble,
0: and the you Democrats know, so wouldn't the, get
1: votes. Yeah, and the so <laughs> last thing that these old racist people wanted was for a strong independent black man. And so I think that's the best way to push it to the man is to become uh, a strong independent black man. Or, you know, <laughs> I think that's just the way to be. Yeah. You know, and and what's crazy is for me saying that some people would I would catch catch flack for that, and somehow they would say twist turning around and say I'm racist. Yeah, you know, it's like no I don't want them to be I like I want them to be able to st- like stand up for themselves and stand at their own two feet you know I don't want them to be oppressed anymore sure I, I want them to be like just strong and I want them to thrive I want small black businesses uh, uh, small businesses black owned and and, and to do an own corporation become CEOs I want I want progress I want success yeah you know I don't want them I see I've because I've um, I spent a lot of time in the in this in the deep south and Mississippi and those neighborhoods man are just are just they're horrible. And I think it was on purpose that they were done that way, you know, and they were meant to be kept down. They were meant to be, they wanted them ignorant. They wanted them to be in the situation they're in. They put these liquor stores on every corner and they have these, and they have these things where you can like, uh, where you can get credit too. They would like have these systems and set up like, you ever been to those places like loans, you know, it's mm-hmm. like not exactly a bank, but it's like a loan place. Yeah. And, 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 and they would have these guys fall for that. And where they could not keep up with the loan. They couldn't keep up with the payments on the loans. And so now they're deep in debt. And now they're basically indentured servitude because they're, they got a ball and chain on them. And, and that's the kind of racism that doesn't get talked about.
0: That's disgusting. You know, that's disgusting. It is. It's it's like like vampires. Because, because you, you look at like a, um, I mean, after the civil rights and and people started getting their rights and then on the books, like it looks equal, it's like, well, okay, well, how do we do things off the books to make it unequal and to single out an entire group of people based on their skin color and, and try to keep them down in whatever way you can, whether it's, I mean, there has to be some type of personal gain for it. Like, you know what I mean? Like there has to be some type of like, let's just say for argument's sake, the democratic party is like, you know what? If people get smart and this can be black or white like if people get smart they're gonna see things for what they are and we're not gonna get the vote Mm -hmm. i personally believe that that's a degree of what's happening whether you agree with me or not doesn't really matter um so what do we do well let's the democratic party historically appeals to people with um with less socioeconomic standing so like poor people or people in a like a socially like not necessarily blue collar but very underclass um, financially so if you can keep people there give them a victim mindset and somehow do that and say you know you know create terms like white privilege or or things like that then you can keep the vote and you can keep yourself in power you can keep yourself doing what you want to do and it's disgusting. It drives me crazy. And I I see it happen. Uh, it does happen, whether you believe it or not. That is, you know, what we would say is institutional racism, and and it's all to continue political power. It's all to continue to yeah. to keep people in the dark of what's going on.
1: mm mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, uh, it's it it it's gross. And I think about and I had and I took a lot a lot of history classes in college. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a history major or anything.
0: I th- I think I'm
1: getting a minor. Yeah.
0: You funny. think you're getting a minor?
1: I, I know, I know. That's so stupid. How to think about it? Yes, I'm getting a minor in history, but uh, and we learned about the time before and after the Civil War and when the Emancipation Proclamation happened, and the way that that the whites viewed blacks was they looked at them like they They there was this term that my professor used. It was something like they they saw them as like like. White people saw themselves as like some grandy, grand saying like they were helping the black man like that. They were they saw like they took pity on them like and the savior like, like, complex is, almost. Yeah, yeah. Like th- this is a disgusting view. Okay, I'll, I'll go yeah. and say this is disgusting view. And but they, and they had like this like, idea like they were their father or something like that, mm-hmm. and they were like kind of or like a pet, you know, and they were taking care of them by them being their slaves. And, and they and, and, and other guys that didn't own slaves, they thought of themselves like, well, at least I'm not a black man. At least I'm not a slave. And, and then the slaves got free. And the hatred from white people towards black people actually grew even further because they no longer had were able to say that's my property or at least I'm not a black slave, you know. Mm. And so that made And so and then you really started to see a lot of the violence, a lot more of the violence, these public lynchings. That would happen. And that was a real deal. That was a real thing that happened in the South all the time. They, it was uh, it was like a weekend gathering where people would go find a black person for any little thing and they would go and torture them and hang them on display and light them on fire. And the little kids would go and grab and, and, and cut off a little finger and put it in their pocket. And and then that that's a father too. That's probably a father that's got kids at home that probably even saw it and their wife saw it and couldn't do anything about it. And, and just living in constant fear of these evil people. and, and, he, and, and it's, it's a gross and it's a, it's a thing that happens. And it's, and it's not something that can be wiped away. And I think a lot of I think a lot of uh, a lot of white people misunderstand that as like that's not something that could be. It's like, oh man, that was so long ago. Well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't that long ago. And it's still living in the minds and hearts of people that say, like, man, that was my grandfather that happened too. You know, that was my grant. And that bothers me. This that stuff was happening might, in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. That like And it bothers them that, like that. Their country allowed that to happen. And that's that was seen as OK. You know, and I and I. So that would make me angry, too. And my dad and I have talked about this. He grew up in Mississippi in the south. And he said, you know what? If I was black, I would not like white people. I wouldn't. I just wouldn't. It would be very hard for me to get over that bitterness in my heart to, 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 to love my enemy instead, yeah. you know, and that's, that is not a, that's not an easy pill to swallow. And so I, I, if, if, if black people are angry at this country for all the things that have happened, I do not blame you. I, I'm not going to say I'm better than you because I would be angry too. I'd be very angry and it'd be a hard, it'd be a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, but, but we, but we but, have, we but, have to though. We have to, that's the thing. That's what I'm getting on to. We have yeah, okay. to get over the bitterness in our heart. Yeah, like we have to overcome hatred with love. I think that's that's just the I think that's just the way it is. We like because the more we start to do this fire versus fire thing, the whole world's just gonna burn. Yeah, you know we and we just can't have it. I want I want peace. That's what I want is peace. You know, is not and, and everybody just to be nice to each other. Everybody just be like, act like, hey, this person is another person going through the human experience. That person has a divine spark in them from giving from God, yeah. and I'm gonna treat them as such. You know, and not be and just not be a jerk. You know, just be nice to people. Like whenever you like you you know, you just do little simple things. Whenever you're going to the grocery store and the and the checkout girl, you know, just be like be nice to them and say, Hey, how are you? No, I'm doing great, smile. Yeah. You know? And they're just trying to do their job, trying to make a living, you know, just be nice. And I
0: and and Yeah. And I um I made this point in my last podcast. And it's not just and and I I think I posted the verse too, but it's like uh it's Matthew five, forty three, (sighs) forty four. But it's where Jesus is talking about, you know, loving your enemies, and, and he says, uh, you know, love those that persecute, or um, love your enemy, and pray for those who persecute you. For if you only love those who love you, what kind of love is that? Even, um, I, I think he says, even tax collectors or even sinners do that or whatever. And so it doesn't just go with, you know, if somebody smiles at you, smile back. That's hey, anyone can do that. That's mm-hmm. not a hard task, and this goes with everyone. This goes. Black, white, I do not care what color skin you are. If somebody's rude to you, if somebody gives you a dirty look, if somebody pulls you over for no apparent reason, if somebody starts saying mean things to you, hey, you've got to change you've got to change their perception of you as a person. You've got to change their perception of whatever identity that they gave you before they, you know even got to know you. You Mm -hmm. have to. You have to be kind to that person because that isn't just you that is affected there. That isn't just Mm -hmm. you. You have to think about it from a grand scheme of somebody else could be affected in this person's next interaction. Somebody else Mm -hmm. could be affected in, you know, wherever that person or wherever I go next. If somebody gives you a dirty look or makes a dirty comment or pulls you over for some whatever reason, It's probably not going to be the last time that that person has an interaction with somebody. And it is our responsibility as a human being, especially as Christians, to not give in to the perception that they have. So not being rude back, not throwing fire with fire. Now, obviously, if your life's in danger, there's a different story there. But actually being kind. And me and my buddy Isaac talked about this the other day where I said, if you get pulled over, if you get racially profiled and pulled over, make that cop feel so bad because of how kind you are that they extend that they cha- it changes their perspective perception of you it changes their perspective and the next time they pull somebody over they don't do it because of you know the color of their skin they do it because something actually is going on does that make sense mhm so so because that that affects people down the road and it can affect them negatively and it can affect them positively so you can't just think about yourself in that situation if you get you know, if you get in trouble or if somebody looks at you wrong and you start fulfilling every single thing that they, that the impression that you gave, uh, that, that they have of you, if you start fulfilling every single one of those ideas that they have in their head, then guess what? They're going to do the same thing to the next person and they're going to have a little bit more of a chip on their shoulder. They're going to have a little bit more of an edge because you just confirmed what they thought. But if you change what they think because of how kind you were, then that goes on, then that extends to the next person. So the next person they look at, you know, it maybe isn't with a little bit of malice in their heart. It's maybe with love and with kindness because you change their perception.
1: Mm. Yeah. I think there's a lot to be said, which is like, man, like I always revert back to the Michael Jackson song, Man in the Mirror. You know, if you want to make the world a better place, then look in the mirror, make change, you know? And that's that's something I try to hold myself to. You know, I'm not – I. I try to just take away because I know every this is a huge part of the human experience is we all hold a little bit of hatred and anger in our heart. Sure. And I just try to reduce that and try to replace that with love mm-hmm. and not and just and, and and love for myself. Like that's yeah. one thing. It's like really just this is like I t- try to tell myself, man, I love you, I love you, I love you. And I feel like if I, if I'm a, if I'm like, if I can look in the mirror and think that I'm worthwhile and love myself and not hold anger towards myself or other people, in my family, yeah. then I'm I'm much better equipped to go out there and show love and kindness to other people. Yeah. If I can fill that void in my own heart, by myself or through Christ or anything like that, you know, then I, I I'm I'm a better force to do good, yeah. you know, and not bad. You know, I think a big problem here is. I think what that's not talked about is in our country is mental health is the quality of our thoughts and mental health and what's going on there and how much if we actually took a stance on that and try to change it what kind of effects that we could see you know mm-hmm. like we talked about like with the police officers they have a high stress job most of the time and that affects our mental health yeah. and maybe if we try to implement some sort of deals or training or whatever to help them to cope with that or do better with their mental health and be a healthy person uh, and fill and put their heart full of love I don't know man We could see some radical change I don't know Maybe yeah. I, I, yeah. Would, I would like to think so
0: well, well the thing about this too Police officers get PTSD Like mm-hmm. Just as much as people in the military I actually don't know the statistics on that But I would imagine um, That it's It's at a high You know A high level Or at a high level Sorry And uh, I would imagine In cities that have a lot of crime And a lot of violence And a lot of need for protection That it would be even higher Mm-hmm And so, you know, you got to think, you know, you know, people in the military, the things that they do, they don't get caught on camera. They don't get, Mm -hmm. you know, wired back to the United States and, you know, the whole world gets to see because one, it's in Mm -hmm. a different country and we've just said, oh, you know, terrorists are evil, Uh, do whatever you Mm -hmm. want and and whatever, but so they're not as... Held, they're not as accountable to their actions on an everyday basis as a police uh-huh. officer is because a police officer is stateside, these are our people, we're all Americans. Um, which is a you know, anyway, and so, but I think, but they, you know, they have the VA and they have all types of things that you know they have to go through screening and stuff like that. I think, and I don't know what the resources are for police officers, but. You know, I I, th- I think we we forget just how tough the job is because we see police officers every day, and every time they slip up, we we see their mistakes, and uh-huh. um, and so we get to put them in this category, and I don't even know where I'm going with this, but I'm just just goes like I'm just trying to say like it's a very tough job. It, there's a lot of people that are dealing with mental health issues that are dealing with um. PTSD and you think about like military like those people get to come home and they're in a different environment they don't have to continue doing their job when they're over there they're just as crazy they're just as Mm -hmm. you know they get to take that anger out on on anybody with really no um, no ramifications that ever gets brought back to the public eye Mm -hmm. and so I just think like it's just a tough job, man. It's a it's a tough yeah, job. I think we
1: agree, you know, mm-hmm. it's a tough job and it's it is a necessary job. Like that. there's no way that you can there's no there's no way that you can spin it to to say that it's unnecessary that we we like, like we can't get rid of the police force. If you if you're it.
0: saying if you're saying that we we need to get rid of the police force then you're saying the world is perfect. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with it's people. Not. It like Christ doesn't come back yet and you just need to stop. That narrative needs to stop. Who's ever spinning this narrative that we need to get rid of the police force? Well, then you know, think of something better than the police to protect and defend. Because people, if if there's no police officers, then there's no ramification for for crime. There's no you know, there's no enforcement for that. There's no ability for me to call somebody if somebody breaks into my house and get that you know mm-hmm. done. Um, I hope nobody does yeah, break into like, my yeah, house. Yeah, somebody, get somebody, shot. you're in
1: traffic. You're in traffic. Somebody hits you, and they and they ran away, and they run away. They drive off. What are you gonna do? You're gonna call somebody to investigate? No, because there's no more police force.
0: There's no more police <laughs> force. Because we got
1: rid of it. Like yeah. there's just we just can't do that. So that's not that's like I said that
0: narrative needs to stop. And the mm-hmm. all cops are bastards and all cops are bad, that narrative needs to stop too, because that's just stupid.
1: I think like I said, I think it starts a big change that can happen is starting at the local level, the individual level. Mm-hmm. Seeing like what you can do every day to make the world just a little bit of a better place yeah. and less of a bad one. Yeah. You know, and that's a lot of people underestimate that. But I think, man, if enough people just decided to adopt that mentality, we could really we really could see some radical change. And I think that there does need to be some change from the top down. Sure. Yeah. I'm not sure sure what those would be. I'm not a politician. I'm not a policymaker. That's not my expertise. But I think some of that could be necessary. But do I think that's the end all be all? I don't think I don't think so. I don't think I'm for smaller government. You know, that's me. I'm more of a libertarian. No, I'm not a strict libertarian, but I'm more I lean towards libertarian when it comes to policymaking. I think that it's I think that individuals should be given the freedom to conduct themselves the way like in a proper manner. Yeah. You know, in a good way. And like I said, man, I just I just want to see people it, it like, you know, I was I was watching the news the other day. And with the state of the world and I, I had to I had to turn it off or like my, my dad My dad and my grandpa watched him I had to turn, like I had to go away And I just kind of sat in this back room and I laid down and like I almost had a hard time Just not crying man because I was just I was just, my heart just hurt yeah. It was sad from all the things and, it, and like and I didn't have like oh uh, like, I didn't have to pick a side or anything It's like I'm just sad to see all some people so angry and so frustrated so hurt so torn and all this hatred going on from both sides And it it just like, it really just hurt my heart, man. And that whole night I was just, I was like, man, I'm down about this, you know, the state of the world. I I just want to see people, I just want to see love and peace brought, you know, to this world. I know it's it's a hard thing, but I think there is some optimism, you know, like, right. A lot of people we take, we, we kind of, we don't realize the time that we're in is actually the greatest time to be alive ever. It is like the world has been a very hard, brutal, crushing place that will just – that did not care, that it would yeah. just take you down, chew you up and spit you out. Yeah. And, and that left a lot of people resentful. That's why I think we saw a lot of the hatred and injustice that we've seen through the past millennia is because the life in this world was hard. But it's gotten exponentially easier and better. You know, There's definitely yeah. some things that are still bad but like but the world poverty rate I think got cut in half within the last like 20 years yeah or something like that well, that's it, it, yeah. that's like good good for humanity that's pat yourself on the back humanity because you did that you know and and there's a lot of things that i'm proud of this world that people have done in progress and yes. it's good to see and i think uh a lot of this i think it's uh, an optimistic way of looking at it is i think it's kind of like the pendulum it kind of sw- we're all constantly swinging from order and chaos you know like peace and 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 violence, you know, was like it's like right now we're the pendulum swinging towards chaos, and then eventually it'll it'll move back, it'll like the tide will flow again to the other way, you know. Yeah. And then we'll see more chaos again. It's just it's just the natural way of the universe is order and chaos. Like we're gonna see both of them. Yeah. You know.
0: And I think too, one thing we got to recognize, man, we have it so good in America. Like we have it. There's a reason the rest of the world hates us, and it's not because we're you know um doing a a crazy ton of bad it's because we have it so good Mm -hmm. like we have it so good man and i just and i i said man what happened was terrible i uh I, i i believe what that officer did was murder and i will stand up for anybody anybody that cannot stand up for themselves does not matter if it's popular does not matter if it's um if it's uh, something that a lot of people are going to stand with me, it doesn't matter if I'm going to lose my life. I will stand. I I will stand up for anybody that cannot stand up for themselves, and I will stand up for what I believe in, no matter what. And mm-hmm. and I will take that to the grave because that's what I believe. That's what I believe. Jesus did. Um, the person I follow, and so. Um, you don't have to wonder with me what, you know, what I believe because I'm going to stand up for it. You know, I'm, I'm a pretty open book. I'm willing to take whatever heat comes at me for expressing my beliefs. This is America. We have it pretty good. But even if I wasn't in America, I would do whatever I could um, because I've been in other countries where Christians can get persecuted. And, and I, you know, I have a tattoo on my chest of scripture. I had no problem, you know, having my shirt off in the wrestling rooms and, you know, outside, like I have no problem talking to people about that. Like, I'm just, I I think my track record with that speaks for itself. So I just, um, yeah, man, like I want to stand up for people with whatever. And I want to stand up for this cause because I think it's legit. And I think, um, I think there is a lot of injustice that goes on in the world. Um, there's a lot of hate perpetuated, but like you said, man, there's, um, it is a pendulum. It does, it does shift back and forth. Uh, it it kind of reminded me, have you seen that, uh, there's that, uh, what's the Mission Impossible? Where that guy's like, that foreign guy's talking, and he's like, the the greater the, the suffering, the longer the peace, or whatever. Mm. He's kind of like an anarchist. I don't yeah. know, it's a, it's a great, it's a cool, because it was like in the trailer, and he's mm. like uh, talking to, to Ethan Hunt, the, the main character. And he's like, so it just reminded me of that, like. Well, maybe we'll see. Like after all this, like with the pandemic yeah. and the shutdown yeah. and all this stuff. Like that reminds we'll
1: me of a. Uh, there's an anime called Naruto, and it's actually a lot more. Po- you could scoff all you want, but that's actually a very popular show, and I'm pretty sure about 75% of your friends watch it. Okay, and <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's one <laughs> of the one of the main villains. Things. One of the main villains is in there. That's, like, basically his idea, too, is, like, he wanted to cause so much pain that everyone would be so sick of violence that they would want peace. Mm. And, uh, I mean, obviously, he went about it the wrong way, you know, being a bad guy and causing that much pain. Sure. But, I mean, uh, that was cool. I should pop, pop that
0: up. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like some Thanos-type stuff. Just... Yeah, Whoa. basically. Yeah, he yeah. was basically
1: doing that kind of stuff. He was basically, like,
0: a god kind of.
1: crazy and yeah, you should watch it. It's a good show. Um, but, I just um, started
0: – uh, I didn't start watching it again, but I've been watching a bunch of uh, – my roommate just watched Avatar. Avatar, and I've been watching a bunch of clips and stuff, just trying to brush yeah. up on the history. Oh, yeah,
1: I know. Dude, Netflix uh, yeah, Netflix did us a solid by putting that on there. Dude, I, uh, my nieces and nephews, I live with them, and uh, they didn't want to watch it. You and should I'm let them – Yeah. I'm a little salty. I'm a little salty. I'm yeah. a little
0: bit like, you know, uh, you know uh, – Anyway. I guess I got to grow up a little bit. Okay, let's finish this this injustice thought because I do want to get off this topic and talk about anime or whatever. Um, <clears throat> I actually I want to read this because a cop sent me this. My buddy who's a cop sent me this the other day. And and if, if what I said today made you upset, if something I said made you angry, first of all, we don't have to stop being friends. Second of all, why did it make you angry? Did it make you angry because you don't believe it, or did it make you angry because it? it triggered some type of emotional response that you just want to have um so do your research if i said something today that was untrue disingenuous like do your research let me know i'm more than welcome i'm more than happy to have a civil conversation i'm not dealing with any more conversations over instagram over text message of people saying why did you do the you know because it's getting old it's getting annoying And I feel like with those conversations, I'm just it's like what the Bible says, don't cast your don't cast pearls to swine. Not calling human beings swine, but in the analogy, like it's just a fruitless conversation to have. But if you have legitimate facts and arguments to back yourself up and you want to talk, I'm here. If you have prayer, please, I want to pray for you. If anybody wants to be prayed for, prayed with, whatever, I wanna have that conversation. I wanna do that because I do want to help people. If you have concerns, if, if there is something that happened in your life, please I want to I want to hurt with you. I don't want to just, you know, be a person sitting on the sidelines. That's not that's not my role as a human being. That's not my role as a Christian. That's not what I've put my the situation I put myself in as a person. So please feel free. Um, I do want to I wanna read this though, because a cop sent this to me yesterday or two days ago. He said, Hey man, could you do me a favor and keep me and the other police officers in your prayers? It's crazy hard times out there, uh, and we appreciate all the support. I just really was like, dang, man, like, it is tough. Like, it is it is tough what people are going through on both sides, and um, people are hurting, man. People are hurting. I don't think it's okay to to take that hurt and go manifest it on somebody else.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think well said, well said.
0: So. Uh,
1: yeah, I think – I'm, I'm gonna keep saying it again, I think just I think next person, if anybody listens to this podcast, next person you see be nice to him.
0: just be nice to him yeah, her or her yeah and, her. and and here's the thing too is you know this this issue is hurting a lot of black people, a lot of people in the black community. I know a lot of people think that, oh, if you go out of your way, go out of your way if you can to maybe not bring this topic up, but to to uh, if you see a black person, maybe make their day, buy them some ice cream, you know, do something that is just like, you know what, there is uh, uh, something going on with this community right now, there's a lot of pain and hurt, and maybe this person's feeling it, maybe they're not, but I'm just going to go contribute, you know, posting a black square, that doesn't really uh, do anything, but, you know, going out of your way to help somebody, putting your money where your mouth is, that, that's that's gonna that's gonna change and it's got to change in the little there's no get rich quick scheme there's no you know fix it up overnight like it's gonna be little changes little acts of kindness little random things that are gonna change it you know little, oh, it's gonna change from the inside out so mm-hmm. that's what yeah. i think that's what i think man yeah.
1: dude you excited for us to come to portland
0: dude okay
1: Go all to right portland. part two yeah, of the team. podcast so you got your ticket yeah. I got my ticket. You didn't see me on this on the group chat. Ah, come on, man. Put, Put it in there. I Put uh, so me and Russell. I think we're going to be coming in at like the exact same time. I think we're on the like on the same
0: flight. Dude, I am actually. stoked, man. Yeah. I I literally am yeah. like, I'm like, okay. Um. You know, you guys had talked about it. I was like, ah, it's probably not going to happen. Next yeah. thing I know, there's a group chat. And people got their tickets. I'm like. Huh, I feel kind of special. Right, <laughs> are you guys coming right, to see yeah. me, or are you guys go, just going to Portland? What What is it? What is it? I, uh, I, I think we're just
1: going to Portland. We it. might say hi or something. <laughs> We'd be like, hey, we're here, by the way, just,
0: just a, in case. Pull a car. like, hey, man, I'm in Orange County, yeah. but I'm not coming to your house. <laughs> I don't want to see you, but I'm 10 minutes yeah, away. bro. If you need me Well,
1: so, yeah, so I, me and Russell both got our tickets, so that's set in stone, okay? And then now uh, uh, Los. He, uh, he he does, you know, his mom works for the airline, so, so. he always sits on standby, yeah. you know. And he said he might even come in the day before if that's the best way to do it, okay. you know. And and then Joe, you know Joe. He's too
0: fat for the uh, seat?
1: What? <laughs> he's going
0: to have to buy two seats? So he's going to save up a little bit more? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm. I'm. I I'll probably. I'll probably call him after this to see what's up. And then I felt bad. I feel bad. I need to. Uh, I need to call Jeremy and see what he's doing. And I feel like I'm leaving him out, not even inviting him. You know, not even telling him about it. Well, and, if he watches and, the show, he'll know. <laughs> I know, right? But no, I'll, I'll probably call him or text him uh, after this too, and, and just just see what see, he's doing. See if he wants to come. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I'd love Jeremy to come. Heck yeah, he's Dude, that'd
0: be cool, man. I might. Uh, friend, man. If you guys don't mind, um, I might just stay at the. Uh um, the B&B with you guys That's cool <laughs> You hear some, you hear some? <laughs> Bro you guys You guys are gonna be able To get some uh, Some private boxing Training in though Oh yeah Yeah and then if the gym Opens up uh, They'll yeah. let you guys in For jiu jitsu
1: Yeah that'd be cool man Yeah go there Train a little bit yeah. yeah But but you gotta understand though For the most part We're there for I mean we're gonna see We're there to see you You know we're there to see you See our buddy But we're also on vacation yeah. I understand that. So, you know, we're yeah. gonna be it's gonna be mostly play and a little bit of work. Mostly play. We might put
0: in some dude, training. Dude, I'm know, gonna be down this down is there. what I'm gonna do. I'll, I'll work in the morning and then we'll have uh-huh. nights free. And yeah. Like I'm mm-hmm. and like that's the scheduled. thing. We're
1: getting, you know, yeah, we're getting the Airbnb, so we gotta play state and we're getting a rental car. So, you know, you do not even have to worry about us. So that's yeah. why we're doing all that stuff. So you can do whatever you need to do. Yeah. And we just don't wanna be in the way. We wanna have fun and enjoy ourselves together.
0: You know what I'm saying? Dude, I'll be done with yeah, sure. And I'll be done with everything by like five. yeah so like from five to whatever um phase yeah phase so like places will be opening up this week so we Mm -hmm. should be in phase two by the time you guys get out here yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. and just know you know
1: it's gonna be me and russell me and russell together when we get together especially throw those in the mix we're gonna embarrass you a little bit all right
0: guys again thank you so much for being here if you're listening to this um make sure you go subscribe to my youtube channel christian robertson uh, make sure you share this podcast um, and yeah hopefully you're able to keep an open mind. Um, hopefully uh, you don't hate me for having my opinion of how I think the uh, best way to to solve a problem is but if you do, that's cool. I, I'm not looking for uh, for man's approval so and uh, if I make mistakes along the way I make mistakes along the way. So like I said share this podcast. Uh, enjoy your Monday or whatever day you're listening to this. I get a lot of listeners on on uh, other not just Mondays. so um, God bless you guys. have a great day but I think we're done here.